Hi, everybody, and welcome to the UK Packer podcast with uh, Ryan and Steve. Uh, we have an absolutely blockbuster exclusive surprise for you today. We have uh, Sam Barrington, Green Bay Packer, Legend of Beast. First off, Sam, absolutely brilliant to have you on. Thanks very much for taking the time out. Uh, so I guess we start. Uh, how is the off-season going for you at the minute? Is it all sort of pretty calm and quiet, or are you still really, really busy with preparations? Uh, it's pretty It's pretty laid back. Um it's not exactly calm and quiet, you know, because you do do a little running around and then once everything tends to settle down, you have the opportunity to, you know, get the whole calm and quiet part of everything. But it's definitely relaxing and uh, it gives you the opportunity to take care of some things and do some things that you weren't able to do and take care of during the season. Yeah, because it must have been a pretty whirlwind sort of season for you because, I mean, maybe to take it back from – because now you've finished your first year. But, I mean, before all this happened, can you take us through what it was like to be even, you know, to get into the Packer organization? So, you know, you, you head into the draft, you're waiting on the call. Can you talk us through how that happened, how that phone call made and how you became a Packer? Well, you know, it was, it was during the seventh round of the draft. And, uh, you know, I was just sitting there. It had been a long day. And yeah. uh, primarily even longer because I hadn't got my name called yet. And yeah. so you know, once I got that call and, you know, it was the front office guys from the Green Bay Packers organization, you know, it was just like a sigh of relief primarily yeah. because, you know, now at this point in time, I, I was going to be a part of history. And that's something that my family could, you know, cherish for years on down the line that, you know, I was a part of the 2013 draft. And so it's just it's just precious, but definitely it was like a feeling of relief, and you know it's a feeling that I never forget. So for that matter, uh, once once I you know once I received that call and got it, it was just it was all up, it was all up from there, and it was all smiles from there. Yeah, because uh, you even said that you have your family there, which is so. I mean, maybe we can talk to your family. Like, how did how did your mother feel when you know her son was a you know got into the Green Bay Packers, was it an absolutely euphoric moment? Was it just celebrations all around? Oh, I was very excited. It was the most exciting day of my life. Yeah. And did you expect that um, Sam was going to be a Green Bay Packer? And Sam, did you know that the Packers were going to select you? Did you have interest from other teams so that it was sort of all up in the air? Or do you literally only know when you get that call? Well, I knew he was going to be an NFL player. Yeah. Didn't know which team he was going to be drafted to, but I was going to be happy either way it goes. <laughs> Good stuff. That's yeah. So when you got support like that, is you can't really lose. And so, uh, Packer, the you know the Packers they did show some uh, show some interest, but at the time it was. It wasn't in my mind that maybe I'd get a call from them, honestly. It was kind of up in the air. Yeah. So I'm guessing as, as much as that was exciting for your family, for you getting drafted by the Packers and being away with um, what we think is the biggest franchise in the NFL, um, I guess this is good yeah. now to be to be in that off-season now, to be back amongst family and just take that bit of time out. Cause... No doubt, because... I... I'm able to just, you know, sit back and spend time with them and, you know, also, you know, see what I can do maybe and, you know, not just physically but mentally to prepare myself to go back and, you know, have, an, have a successful year and, you know, have a better year than I did last year. Yeah. Um, 
what when we were talking about the draft there like what what kind of jump have you found moving from um from the NCAA into the NFL is it is it a big jump um what what are the the big differences I'll say the uh the physicality of the game primarily and and outside of that the uh you know just the continuation and what I mean by that is just basically like when you're when you're at work all day and every day, mm-hmm. it, you know it's not easy. So you have to you have to gain a strong you have to you have to be strong to be able to do that. So being that, you know that's not something that I had to do in college, and you know having to do it in the NFL, yeah. you know you 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 gain a certain type of discipline. And so now that I've acquired that discipline, I know how to you know, care myself next year. I know the things that I should do and should not do next year. Yeah. In a sense. So you feel well well prepped then going forward and, and make that jump again next year. Definitely. I definitely do. I feel well prepped for the next year. Well we're we're ready to see a lot more of you, I know that. We've seen yeah. we've seen all that YouTube video, the college stuff and uh, we wanna see we wanna see a bit more of that uh, in a Green Bay Packers jersey. I definitely agree. I totally agree. <laughs> yeah, because that, that's it, Sam, as well. I mean, uh, the sort of big thing that we hear in the UK, because sometimes they have sort of, you know, experienced veterans and rookies that come over and speak at the NFL UK Symposium. So, I mean, because I know from personal experience, I used to play music. So then I went to a music school and I had to do it. And it, I felt that, you know, the sort of the love I had for music at one stage when I had to actually do it every single day, it became more like a business, more like a job. Do you find that you enjoy your football as much as you did in college when you're playing in the pro game, or is it a little bit like work? Yeah, it's like work, but once game day comes, I enjoy it just as much, if not more, because, you know, you're you're at the top level of football, and so why not get yourself to the point where you just, you know it's just more fun than anything, and like you said, sometimes you get like a euphoric feel from it. Yeah. And it just, it's not something that you want to give up. You love it so much that you, you know, you don't want to give up. So you're willing to do anything out on that field, and, you know, keep anything within reason. Yeah, and yeah. so uh, it's, you know, in college, it was, it's, I don't know how other people feel, but when I know that, you know, the stakes are higher, it makes me want to go out there and perform better in a yeah. sense. Sure. Yeah, because that, that's important as well, because isn't that level of competition is always there. Like when you went into training camp with the Packers, do you really feel that you're fighting for your job every time you go out and practice? You know, do you, do you always feel that pressure even when you're in, in training camp and in rookie training camp? Uh, did you feel that sort of heavy weight on your shoulders that you really had to perform? Yeah, you do. But at the same time, sometimes you just get lost in the... Uh in the you know in the day's work that you you tend to forget about all that you know yeah. at the same time you you don't want to forget about it too much and you don't want to think about it too much because i definitely think it can hinder your performance if you if you get too caught up on it yeah i think um one of the things i've got to know is i played uh american football here for a little while um i played a middle linebacker um i want to know really from yourself, what's the most exciting part about being a linebacker? Is it is it simply getting the chance to hit someone? <laughs> oh, definitely. Without a shadow of a doubt, that's what it is. <laughs> you know, I take pride. 
I take I take pride in you know I take pride in you know making the calls, making adjustments, and you know just being that guy that everybody's like listening to on the field at that point in time. Yeah. But definitely when when you have that you know the running back is coming through the hole and you got that straight up shot and you can square them up right there, it's nothing better than that. You know that's it's nothing more exciting than that. That's in my opinion. And if you if you're not looking forward to that. Maybe you should switch your position, or maybe even sport. You'd have, nice. to, have to play at kicker if you don't like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, no, uh, yeah. Definitely. Don't, don't tell Mason I said that, though. Yeah, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But uh, I think an awful lot of the questions that actually we were sort of lined up to ask, uh, we got some fan questions in that they kind of wanted to know so sam some of these might seem a bit random at times they're not going to follow the flow but maybe if we could just post some of the fan questions to you because we have an awful lot here uh and some some of them are really really insightful too so are you ready to take some uk uh packer fan questions okay let's do it nice all right now what what, what will we start with all right so uh kate gate fisser wanted to know what is it that you love about green bay um i think Maybe she means not only the team, but, but the town itself. The single most important thing to me about Green Bay is the fan base. Um, yeah. You know, when you're a guy like me who's all the way from Florida, you know, you just need something that's going to keep you, keep you, give you that warm feeling. Yeah. And I must say fans do give me that warm feeling. And, uh, you know, so that's the most precious thing to me about Green Bay. So you and can't, game, you can't it, feel you have that family away from your family. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. On game day, you know, when you're riding down Oneida and, and and you see everybody lined up, you know, just to come see us play, man, I tell you, it's a beautiful thing. So that's the most precious thing to me. That must be a, that must be a great feeling to know that you've got those those numbers of people that are coming out to, to come and see you and, and the rest of the guys. Uh, even here in Florida, you know, and I see, I see, you know, decals on the back of individuals' cars all day. Yeah. And that's, that's a thing because, you know, Packerland isn't just in Green Bay, but Packerland is America, in my opinion. Yeah. Maybe we can steal that title of America's team. Yeah, no doubt. I'm looking forward to that. And then hopefully soon as well, we can make it Europe's team as well. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, great stuff. Um, talk talking about Europe and 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 maybe even London. Obviously, you you know about the international series and teams coming over here to play. Um, right. Kieran Turney uh, want, wants to know if we'll see the Packers over here any time soon. Um, I know obviously it'd be difficult for a home game, but how would you feel about coming over here as the away team? You know what? I would just love the opportunity and. Uh... Because, you know, of course, you guys, you know, you guys support us as well. And just, you know, I fortunately I've been to Europe and, you know, it was a beautiful experience for me. I had the opportunity to learn a lot of things. So just for, you know, some of my teammates potentially getting a chance to travel to Europe and see what it has to offer. I think that'd be a beautiful thing as well. So either we're the home team or the away team. Of course, I would like to be the home team, but it doesn't matter. The opportunity is what's most important. Yeah, I know. I know. We, we'd love to see you over, and uh, we'd, we'd make sure we looked out for you. We'd look after you. <laughs> right, no doubt. You'd have, you'd make, we'd give you that family feeling here as well. Yes, and that's what we appreciate. 
one of our followers here wants to, wants to basically put you now in in the mould of the league commissioner, I think. And he said, uh, Bobby Palms has said, if you could change one thing about the NFL today, what would it be? <laughs> one 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 thing. You get maybe you get to be Roger Goodell for a minute, and you, you get to make a, a change. Um, tough one. <laughs> that's something that deserves some thought to it. That's yeah. something that deserves some thoughts to it. Um, because don't get me wrong, I'm you know I I love the NFL and I'm happy with it and I'm proud to be a part of it. But of course, every guy you know will have and will nitpick small things that mm-hmm. they feel needs to be changed. Like me, I'll say, hey, maybe that doesn't need to be in the pass interference. But of course, a receiver wouldn't like that, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, the defense I, and the offense are always going to have that difference of opinion. <laughs> right, no doubt, no doubt. I think the the, uh, the targeting and the uh, and the you know illegal contacting and all those. I think it should be a more little bit more leniency on that. Sure. And you know, I know they're trying to protect the players, but guys are going to get hurt regardless. Find you know. Or a hit that I made on somebody—that's a big chunk of my contract, and in a sense, it's not fair, you know. Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, and maybe maybe that's something that um, maybe the viewers aren't aren't aware of that actually, and um, that obviously would be a, a big blow. But I think would you say, in your opinion, that maybe the rules uh, give too much sway to the offensive players? And it's, yes, it does. It does. Yeah. It honestly does. So I think we got a, a question here from Richie Howe. And uh, the last game of the season against the Bears, um, I think, were, were you injured in that game? Yes, I was. Yeah. But, uh, what he wants to know, though, is what, what was it like to see Rodgers throw that game-winning pass uh, to Randall Cobb at the end? It's almost, like, unbelievable. You know how you get in a situation and you think, like, you know, as a football player, it's like you get in a situation and you and, you know, even though you're down and even though the likelihood of you winning or even scoring a touchdown might be unlikely, you sit yeah. there and always you try to be optimistic. But you're probably telling yourself deep down inside that, hey, maybe we lost. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. at that point, I never gave up hope. And so once that play happened, it was just amazing. It was just yeah. amazing. I, I can't even give you an, a description. I mean, that's probably top football moment of my life at this point in time and not you know you know not only did it send us to playoffs but what it did was I'm telling you it just it just created a feeling that I've I've never gotten before because it was just like wow you know what I'm saying wow the football gods were on our side you know yeah and and, and in, in many ways that 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 was like that several points through the season there was there was so many times even where we'd lost games, and then you think, well, Detroit or Chicago were playing later that day, and you know if they had won, then maybe there was too much of a gap to to get back. Um, but it seemed like all all season there was there was constantly having to fight as as the underdog, trying to fight back, claw back, and just sort of keep believing in that chance that we would get back there. Right. And, uh, and that game would just sort of epitomised that in that one moment, um, and it all paid off. Yeah, and it's it's you're 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 definitely right, and you know all the stars were aligned for the Packers to make the playoffs, and you know next year it'll be our time again, and we'll take it we'll take advantage of our opportunities, and we'll continue to go further. Yeah, sure, sure, and hopefully, um, hopefully, 
the whole squad will be better off for their injuries. Definitely, because um, certainly that that was a tough blow for, and obviously yourself, you suffered with an injury, but that was a tough blow across the whole team, I think. Um, right. But like you say, to to be to keep taking them blows week in week out, and then come back and still do what we did and make the playoffs was okay. Yeah, we never made the Super Bowl, we didn't win the big game, but actually that was quite an achievement looking back at it now to even get to where we got. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. I'm just happy I was a part of it. You know, I'm yeah, just yeah. happy to be grateful. Grateful. Yeah, it must have been amazing. Um, I'm gonna, we've, got, we've got quite a good question here from uh, Dan Sluckin, who's uh, one of the writers on our site. And uh, he's actually said, what's it like working with the inside linebacker coach, Winston Moss? <laughs> you know what, man? I, I absolutely love Coach Moss. Um, he's a great guy, and uh, one of the most important things, in my opinion, you know, when you're talking about a player and a coach, yeah. is whether you can relate, whether the coach and the player can relate to each other. And sometimes yeah. that's not always going to happen because, you know, some guys come from different backgrounds or whatnot, but, you know, when you see your coach put in as much effort or when you see your coach put in a lot of effort, it makes it really makes you want to match that effort. And so yeah. that's one thing that helped me grow throughout the season. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I just wanted to match his effort because I see I saw how hard he worked. I saw how, you know, serious he took everything. And yeah. so I appreciate it. And I wanted to keep going just because of him. So I'm looking forward to getting back and, you know, talking to him, hear about his offseason and continue to grow as a, you know, as a player to help the team. Yeah, that's good. So he's, he's a real a real leader of men, if you know what I mean. He's uh, someone that sort of, if you went into battle, he's the guy at the front. Do you know what I mean? He's that, that sort of inspirational guy for you. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. I agree 100%. So do you, would you have any contact ordinarily with him off the, over the off-season? Or is, is it off-season, everybody goes back to family, does their own thing? Yeah, but, you know, me and Coach Moss, we have a good relationship. So, yeah, I've talked to him yeah. throughout the off-season. That's cool. Cool. Huh? Is that um, is that generally like that? Uh, we, I'm guessing, I mean, we hear stories of players sort of getting together over the off-season, uh, going on holidays, things like that. Um, do you generally keep in contact with any of the other players? Yeah. Uh, I think it's all. It all depends on the team. I can't really say. You know, this is my first season in it. Yeah, yeah. You know? So, but I will say that you know some guys keep in touch, and I don't know how often, but some guys do, and some guys don't. You know, is I think as a fan, when we're we're looking at the Green Bay Packers, it does really come across as um, a, f- a family feel. There, it just seems different to some of the other franchises, which maybe just seem like a football club. There's something that seems special about Green Bay. And whether that's because Green Bay is owned by the fans or, or whatever, or the spirit of that, that town or, or city, that, that's what seems to bring that out. And um, that really comes across, I think, to the fans as well. Right, right. And I think, I think more than anything, it starts with the fans. You know, when you have a, when you have a level of support, you know, like we do, you can't help but continue it through the locker room. And, you know, I think it's like a ripple effect. And, yeah. you know, 
I know I love my teammates and, you know, I learned it from, you know, the powers that be and the powers that currently exist in the locker room. So, you know, I just want to keep that going and, uh, you know, help other guys grow when I'm, when I'm in the league two, three years and, you know, a younger guy comes in. Yeah, sure. And then you can pass that on again. Yeah. Right. That, that probably takes us actually, we've got a, a question from Kate Foran and she says, has there, has there been a veteran that has helped you adjust to the professional game? Um, coming from college and uh you know who who would that be and uh so what advice would they give giving you uh you know who i can honestly say is uh aj hawk and it's yeah. primarily because he carries himself like a pro all the time and i think uh you know the fact that his durability stands out is amazing mm-hmm. because one of the hardest things to do in this game is to stay healthy so you know just watching AJ, and fortunately my locker is right next to his, so I'm able to see what he does on a daily basis and how he does certain things. So, you know, it's that's who, you know, I felt like it was just a perfect situation. I have a great individual to learn from. Yeah, and so, yeah. yeah, but that's that's who I can honestly say is the veteran who kind of, you know, keeps me going or, you know, who I can kind of monitor and emulate or whatnot. Uh, that's 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 great. That's uh, that's actually made me smile because uh, AJ Hawk for for a long time has been one of my favourite players on the team, um, and I think mainly that's just because he's kind of that. I don't know. No, you don't find everyone's always talking about AJ Hawk, but AJ Hawk's always there, always yeah. doing his job, always putting in a hundred percent, and I think he's he's a great player for the Green Bay Packers. You know? I I totally agree, and I totally agree. And I appreciate him for that, you know. And I'm yeah. sure Packer Nation does as well. So. Oh yeah. Well, hopefully then, uh, well, in a couple of years, we'll have, we'll have the second coming of AJ Hawk. Maybe. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's a shame he's cut his. Uh, what happened with the long hair that he had? Was it just the guys were teasing him, or what was that? It was before my time, so I can't really say. I'm not sure. Oh yeah, yeah, it was, wasn't it? <laughs> Okay, we'll we'll move on. Um, we've got a, uh, a a question now. Getting get more towards game day stuff. Uh, Dustin Lervick said that um, do you have any game day rituals that right. you you carry out? Things that you believe you must do to to go out on that weird, uh, field and perform. Uh, you know, I just I, I just kind of take my time. I get dressed, and I'm not a guy who you know who jumps up rah rah yeah. needs some. The slap on such as all that. I'm really just the type of guy I want to get my mind in the right place so it performs as well, you know, as well as it needs to. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's what I believe in. And so, but one thing I always do, there's an NFL shield, and it's always near our sideline. Anytime yeah. chance, I go take a knee on it, and I say a quick prayer. I've, I've, so, seen, I've seen a picture of that, actually. I've seen a picture of you on uh, that shield doing course, that. Yeah. Yeah, Katie Foreign, she actually captured the picture and um so that was pretty cool for me and that's just that's just what I do, you know, so that's that's probably more than anything. And I know the morning of later some within some time that day I'll eat a Reese's. I know it. Reese's Reese's candy, I love it. So Reese's sometime that day I eat it. It just it just hey, it may be Reese's. even half time. <laughs> Maybe when we get over there, we'll have to try some of that out, see what that's like. 
Oh yeah, you'll love it. <laughs> I know um, that that uh, kneeling on on the NFL badge is that is that a way of sort of reminding yourself where you've got yourself to and, and, and sort of to you know keep working, stay. So every week you've got the opportunity to go out there and kneel on that badge. No doubt, no doubt. And yeah. you know, I, when I take that knee and I pray on that badge, you know, mm-hmm. I just feel like you know this is where I belong. I'm engulfed yeah, sure. inside this. You know, this is this is it's just it's just official at that moment. You know, that's how that's how I honestly feel. That's really cool, yeah. And uh, if it, obviously any of the guys that are listening, just um, you type that picture in. There's a fair fair few pictures of that. Uh, we've got um, we've got a question here. This is probably going going back to the locker room, and it says, "What what's what's the the culture like in the locker room um obviously it comes we, we we think of our our franchise the green bay packers as a classy franchise where you don't get the the negative noises coming out like with some of the other ball clubs um, right you know what, what's it like in there what's it like to be that player that's sat in there well you know we you know we fortunately have a blue collar you know working environment you know we yeah, yeah. Hard, we work hard and we're professionals about it and I think we have a well not I think but you know we have a lot of high character guys in that locker room and for that matter it's easy to learn from one of those guys and you know you know it's easy to you know take some of that and and uh, adapt and make it into your own and grow from it and mm-hmm. so you know and that's something coach McCarthy emphasizes that's something Ted Thompson emphasizes yeah and they, and you know, they just kind of hit on that every time. So it's like eventually guys just start to make it of their own and that's who we become. And so everybody is not one guy's being, you know, professional or blue collar. The whole locker room is. And we pride, yeah. for, for that matter, we pride ourselves on it. And that must be quite good as a, as a new player to the league like yourself, then coming into that environment where it's already stable, supportive, um, but where they're actually demanding that of you as well, that must be quite easy then to come in and integrate into that group. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. Right. Um, well, I've got to say, um, obviously, a big, big thanks for for coming on here, and and thanks for being patient tonight with us, and we've really appreciated you having us talk to us. No problem. It's, things happen. I appreciate you guys giving me the opportunity. Well, Ryan. Uh... Pretty explosive stuff when you hear from the horse's mouth. Um, I think the best thing about it was when when you're talking to him, um, he just comes across as a real humble guy. That that probably if we wanted to, we could have stayed on the phone all evening, and uh, he'd have been quite happy to talk to us. Just just a really good guy, and and great that he can give us the insight that he has into the game. Yeah, and actually, I found out after the the interview, I was talking to Kate, who took that picture that we're going to tweet out again of him kneeling on the NFL shield. Apparently, she was saying that uh, her and her grandson met him, um, and he took pictures and stuff. And they they swapped sort of details to you know keep in contact. And they said they hear from Sam regularly. And before I think it was one of the games, or I think it was maybe in preseason, he dropped around to her house to meet her her grandson and to sign some jerseys and have a chat. So I mean, talk about Packer people. Yeah, that's that's amazing. Yeah. Maybe uh, maybe when we finally get over to Green Bay, we can drop in and see see him. Oh, they'll, they'll get some signed merch. And, yeah. uh, actually, because NFL UK are doing a thing now where they have uh, a really cheap custom jersey. Did you see that? So I'm yeah. thinking about getting Barrington on the back of one, to be honest. Yeah. 
Yeah, it'd be pretty cool. Like. I reckon that would be the first Barrington jersey in the UK. Yeah, and uh, I'd say from the sounds of it, he looks up to AJ Hawk. Like, how good of an insight was that? Oh, so, top. And like what you said, you know, we could be seeing the AJ Hawk reincarnate sort of appear when he, you know, when he gets his chance because those highlights on inside linebacker, he looks like an absolute hard-hitting beast. Yeah, I'd, 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 I can't wait to see more of him on the field, and uh, ho- hopefully next year he makes that transition up and uh, sort of we start to see a bit more playing time uh, on defense. Yeah, because we're pretty thin on inside linebacker. I think we need someone to step in. And when I saw Matthews go down, I thought he might have even got his chance. But, of course, uh, he was injured in the same game that Rodgers was injured. He got a hamstring injury on special teams that day. So it was a a poor game, I think, for for him and Rodgers. Just bad timing stopped it. That's it. Yeah, and it must have been pretty severe as well. But, uh, no, he seems like a good guy. Hopefully we'll get him on again. We'll have to take him one of our uh, UK Packers T-shirts over. Well, that's it, because I say he has the old formation cheese heads now. I don't think there'll be much in sending them over those, but do you reckon he'd be interested in one of our Lacey Fact uh, t-shirts? He will the be. Lacey Fact shirt, yeah, the new shirt. <laughs> Here, we have to tell the, the listeners about that, because that is an absolute stroke of genius. Yeah, well, that was that is the shirt that's been created by the followers, isn't it, really? Yeah, because... Um, All the inspiration from that has come from, uh, has come from the guys that follow us on the Twitter and the Facebook. Yeah, I think that there's only probably one tweet on there that was tweeted out by us, and everything else is from the followers going right down. So basically, if you don't know what the Lacey Fact thing is, it's a hashtag that we had going on one of the games, and it just absolutely exploded. Like, it, we, I think we must have been trending in worldwide with this thing. We sort of got this thing sort of a la, you know, Chuck Norris, um, where you, you tweet in a fact like, uh, you know, Eddie Lacey has a bearskin rug on his bedroom floor, it's not dead, it's alive, it's just scared to move. You know, Eddie Lacey keeps the light on when he goes to sleep, not because he's scared of the dark, but because the dark is scared of Eddie Lacey. You know, just sort think, of funny stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, I think my favourite one's got to be um, that, what was it, Eddie Lacey once punched, uppercutted a horse, and that's how the giraffe <laughs> was created. That's, that's my favourite. Yeah, it does, and uh, he doesn't do push-ups, he pushes the world down or something. It's just, <laughs> and it's brilliant. So what we did was we got the best ones. Uh, we put them on a t-shirt and that's on site now I think have we got uh, good high res images just to show people what's on the back of the shirt yet or we will have by the time this goes out it'll be on there nice so you're checking up on me making sure I've done my jobs just a a, a nice reminder on you know (laughs) (laughs) but yeah uh, no it looks good Um, so and of course we have to mention uh, for those of you who don't know which if you're hiding under a rock that we've uh, teamed up a formation, so we have all of the official cheese heads. So I think we've got a lot of questions as well about what's the difference between large and medium. How would you explain the difference between the two in the original cheese heads? Because some people, they don't know, maybe they don't have a head big enough or small enough for the original cheese head. So you want me to put it simply, what's the difference? What's the difference? One's bigger than the other. Oh, no way. Well, there you go, folks. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I suppose, what is it like? The, the no, large, basically, basically like the, the, the large is an adult. Um, the, the medium would be maybe a ladies or, t- you know, teenage years, whatever, um, unless you've just got a particularly small head. Like, um, I actually, I cop the medium and it fits like a glove. So yeah. I don't know what that says about me. And yeah. I've got spiky ass hair as well. So. Well, I've got, I must have a huge head because I've got the, uh, the, the large and... Um, yeah, it's a bit of a tight fit. Ah, maybe, maybe I've just got a fat head. Yeah, how do you lose weight around your head? I don't know. I don't know. I think that's it for you. I think that's the game's over. I guess you have to just pull lots of different facial expressions and just train, <laughs> train the head. I don't know how you do it. Which we got a lot of during the Packers season with our you know, comeback wins. I reckon you got a lot of facial expressions there. So Yeah. 
at least all the way from, all the way from crying to pure, <laughs> pure um, joy and excitement. Yeah, happy days. So yeah, uh, good stuff. So we have the cheese heads, and actually, uh, we saw we were over in London. Actually, we had this whole get together with the Super Bowl thing. And, I don't uh, know. I don't know if I want to talk about London. I'm still angry about the flag game. Well, here, look. Here's the lowdown. Uh, listen, what happened was is that in flag football, your centre can't you know make a play on the ball when. You know, your quarterback rolls out, he can't peg it down the pitch and a field and catch it like a wide receiver, which uh, your team uh, did on yeah, a number yeah. of plays. And we didn't realize because the game obviously is just as fast as the NFL itself. So no one sort of realized <laughs> until, like, you know, how he is. But in fairness, what would we two touchdowns down the uh, the Bart All Stars and we came yeah, back yeah. to well, whoop your ass yeah. by about 82? Well, our guys, we went two scores up and then we didn't score for the whole of the rest of the game. So that was good fun. And, Got um, into the rip. and then, of course, uh, Dan changed the rules halfway through. But um, or or should we say, got the replacement refs in? And, um, <laughs> nice. Yeah. So <laughs> st- still still bitter about that, but. Well, in fairness, yeah. I think uh, if I doubt, it, but I think if there is any of those Saints players uh, listening, because you know the UK Packers played the Saints and whooped them like 126 to like three or something ridiculous. That's not even possible. Um, talking rugby scores here. You know, it was just that bad. Uh, I think you know if you're playing with the centre making a making a play in the ball like a wide receiver tight end, I reckon they deserve a rematch. Look, I, I did, look basically, I don't know what the rules are. But <laughs> nice. if, well, if, if I'm if, if I'm did, breaking if I'm breaking them, I'm getting away with them. Then they're legal. That's the way I see it. And Neil Reynolds read it out on Sky, so it's official now. It's in the history books, so I can't yeah, be changed. Yeah, yeah. So, so that game against the Saints can't be changed. That's the way. Nice. Well, there you go. Happy days. No Lance Armstrong sort of taking yeah. stuff back. Yeah, Lond- London was good, wasn't it? We had the flag game in Regent's Park. Yeah. Um, we all kind of just wandered around, probably not realising how big Regent's Park was. And when we said, oh, you know, just, just meet in the bottom corner. Um, <laughs> turns yeah. out turns out the bottom corner was quite big. But, yeah, yeah we found a spot and we played some played some football. Um, and then it was just onto the, onto the club to get drunk yeah. and play some bowling and deal with an angry Tebow fan. And that was... Yeah, we'll we'll have to mention that. We have to give an honourable yeah. or dishonourable mention, I should say. Dishonourable mention to uh, some guy just came up I, talking crap about Tebow, just saying that Tebow was the one of the best quarterbacks in the league, and that all time Tebow would be in the top ten. I mean, yeah. that kind of says it all, really, doesn't it? Like? Yeah, I have to say the lads that he were with were spot on, but yeah. Mister Tebow, as I'm going to call him, yeah, just a misguided youth. I think just uh, somebody, yeah. you know, because it has to be said, right. The crowd in Bloomsbury were fantastic. The organisers were brilliant. I mean, it was good good food. Uh, it was good crack. The beer was a bit weird because it was all American, so we were drinking Lone Star instead of Heineken all night. But um, there was some posers there. There was one guy in a Seattle Seahawks jersey, and I think he had a Browns jacket on, which is who would ever buy that. And then I think he had something like a New York Giants hat. You know, it was just yeah. something... like it Just, just, like just, just representing, wasn't he? Just representing several different teams. Yeah. So. Yeah, why not? Power to him, you know. If you're if you want to be publicly that clueless, I mean, why not pay the eight pounds and rock <laughs> on to a Super Bowl party to get ridiculed by actual fans? Yeah, no, this, it was it was it was a good laugh. Um, the seats were good though, because we have to mention we sort of tweeted out like we're elitist by going, "Oh yes, we have a VIP area," but we actually did end up with front row seats too. We did end up with the front row seats, um, thanks yeah. to, I think as the guys from TM Football put us in in, in contact with Amy at the club and um, yeah we couldn't have had any better seats we had uh, free bowling um, 
great food. Uh, I had I had a small pizza. <laughs> small. Hold on. I think we have to tell people how small this pizza was. What was it like? Eighteen inches. Yeah, I think so. Actually, when Ryan ordered this pizza, the dude who we ordered it from turned around in disbelief and said, "Is this for two or three people? Because this is a big ass pizza." And you said, "Well, I was going to order the twenty-six, and you were you were hungry for brownies <laughs> after, weren't you? Did you order? I did. Want, I did want brownies, but everyone was keen to move on, and uh, I didn't want to sit there on my own. But never mind. Ryan is a big man, ladies and gentlemen. He's uh, <laughs> yeah, but perfectly perfectly trained. Perfect. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Eric Decker kind of, you know, just ripped abs. Oh yeah, yeah, body wise, just, just you know, ripped, <laughs> yeah. but um, just, just large. Yeah. Well, that's it. That's what happens when you, you know, you eat eighteen inch pizzas. It's a diet like that. It's the diet of champions, really, isn't it? Hey, look, I, I, I reckon, I reckon, if we can speak to a, um, an NFL trainer, yeah, I think he's probably saying, look, <laughs> you guys, if you want to get into NFL shape, you know, you need to be eating pizza, you need to be drinking beer, yeah. Um, Ice cream for when Rogers gets injured, and you need to console yourself. Yeah, all those sorts of things. That that has got to be diet for for an NFL star, in my opinion. Well, B.J. Raji maybe, and uh, Indomitian Sue. I think that's the diet they've been put on—a strict diet of pizzas and maybe small children. Yeah, I think Indomitian Sue just just yeah, definitely just eats children. Yeah, he's just you know, <laughs> he's, he's certainly yeah, uh, I don't know. He's a bad, he's a bad man, and they don't one, one crazy man. But um, yeah. So I mean, I think that's. I mean, look, anything after the Sam Barrington interview with an actual Green Bay Packer linebacker, any type of talk after this was just going to be trash. So we apologise. But I mean, look, we've given you the good stuff at the start. So if you're still listening at this stage, you must be a real UK Packer fan. So thanks a lot for listening. In fact, yeah, actually, if you are still listening. This late in, after just us rambling on about London and how I got cheated in the flag football game, <laughs> then you need to tweet us to just uh, say what, what should we what should we put the hashtag as? Yeah, I'm a what, what do you reckon? UK Packer Survivor, I think. Uh, yeah, maybe something yeah. like that. Yeah. Well, yeah, and anyway, spe- speaking of tweeting us in, I think uh, we have to thank the fans for sending in their questions because there was some really insightful oh, stuff. Oh, some great questions. And sorry, obviously we we couldn't ask all of them because we we had a certain time. But yeah, um, yeah, some great questions, and and um, unfortunately we couldn't we couldn't ask the one about the biscuit. I know uh, James Thorne, <laughs> James Thorne loves his biscuit questions. Does, but, yeah, uh, T- typical Englishman. He likes his tea and biscuits. Um, yeah, but yeah. So yeah, thanks everybody for sending in the questions and. Uh, as well as that, there was a reason why I wasn't uh, on the actual interviews because just Sam doesn't like me. I think. Just, yeah. You know, Sam. Sam said he couldn't understand and he couldn't see any subtitles. No, because uh, le- he doesn't speak Leprechaun. So. Yeah. That was unfortunate. No, that we had some technical glitches where we couldn't actually have a group call, which is another reason why we had to cut some questions out as well because the call quality would drop. But um, I think we can all say that Ryan did really well. So hashtag well done Ryan. I think should be the hashtag. Maybe. <laughs> No, 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 no. Can't be having that. But uh, well, Rhino, I think uh, till till next time, till we have Aaron Rodgers on the next podcast, I think that's that's yeah. Why not? Why from us? Well, may- maybe if we uh, if we get Sam Barrett and can talk up AJ Hawk, maybe we can get him on the next one. Oh yeah, let's do it. Yeah, and then uh, you know that would be pretty cool. Yeah. Well, or maybe maybe one day we can get a chat with him when they're in the locker room, or are we hoping too much now? Do we think Mike McCarthy would let that happen? I think he'd let it happen. I think him and yeah. Sam are going to have a great relationship. And because now that the linebacker coach has got expanded duties, I think it'd be more important in the organisation. Sam's his best mate. So then we yeah. talk to Sam. We, I can see this going big. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
maybe we maybe we're just taking it too far now. Yeah, maybe uh, we'd be lucky to get to talk to Sam again if he listens to this. <laughs> okay, well, everyone, um, thanks for joining us, and get on the website ukpackers.co.uk. On there, you'll find the shop for not only the formation gear but our awesome T-shirts. Yep. Um, plenty of great uh, articles on there. We've got some coming up. Um, keep following us on Twitter, Facebook. And as always, if you've got any suggestions or anything you want us to, to try um, or you think you can help in any way, then just, just contact us via, via the website or, and our email. Yeah, and another thing as well, we'll be running the competition really soon for a beer holder, formation beer holder. It's pretty cool, yeah. and uh, so stay tuned for that. And if you want any updates on any formation stuff, any offers that we can give for money off on formation gear or T-shirts, uh, also sign up to the do we have the newsletter you can subscribe on the site can, can't you yeah? yeah sure go onto the website and there's a, a sign up section get get on there um, and yeah you get on the newsletter and, and obviously you'll be the first to know about the competitions you'll be the first to know of any big changes coming up um, possible trips maybe yeah uh, definitely meet up we, we'll be looking to set up a meet up again on the first weekend of next season um, possibly as well we could even be on the TV um, yeah. But we'll have to see how the schedule comes out. Yep. Sounds but, good. All right. Right, all guys. Till next time. Speak to you all soon. Bye bye.